0: Welcome to the most must-see and must-listen-to football podcast in the history of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Into the Net FC, and you all know who I am, so there's no need for me to introduce myself. But ladies and gentlemen, I finally have my chance to to give a little bit of my thoughts on the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. But before I get into that, I'd like to spend a special shout-out to the recent followers that have been watching my content as well as leaving great comments. I want to give a shout-out to Gavin Goal as well as Vadi FC and, of course, Dr. Darkstroke as well. Everybody that's been so kind and so supportive of my, of my work lately on YouTube. Thank you guys very, very much from the bottom of my heart. I am very, very fond of y'all's content as well, especially Vadi FC and uh, Gavin Goal. For those of you listening, I would strongly recommend you guys re- um, subscribe to their YouTube channels because their FIFA gaming content is absolutely superb. So let's get right into it now. Now I totally understand that a lot of you have been wondering why I've not been talking about the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. The truth is I've been following it, but I've actually been I've been focused more on the transfers and the moves lately. Uh, right now, obviously the two big stories are with Manchester United with uh, Rasmus uh, Huld, which I hope I pronounced correctly, and of course uh, Usman Dembele supposedly departing Barcelona for Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, As far as I know, where I'm at right now, there's a supposed clause issue, I think, you know, right now. I mean, uh, as I always do, uh, just uh, follow Fabrizio Romano as he is providing uh, updates on a uh, very, very accurate and uh, constant basis. Um, To be honest with you, as far as the U.S. women's national team goes, I've been following what's going on, but uh, I'm not going to get into the details as to why I've not really been talking about them. Because, well, again, I'm not going to get into it uh, as far as this whole drama involving the U.S. women's national team. But let me tell you something. They have been very, very disappointing lately. They uh, they didn't win the group, but they are through the, to the uh, knockout stage where I believe they'll be playing Sweden. And, uh, well, I think at a point that if something bad happens in that game, I'm, I'm sure I'll have no choice but to certainly address this situation. But, yeah, I've been very, very quiet about the U.S. women's national team. And I really... Don't want to get into the reasons why because we don't need we don't need what I like to call unwanted drama now, do we? I like to focus on the more exciting things, and right now the U.S. women's national team is anything but exciting. So now I would basically to look at the legitimate threats of this FIFA Women's World Cup because you know this idea, the fact that I think right now the U.S. women's national team is not exactly considered a threat, although anything can happen. I feel like there are there are a handful of other teams that are strongly, strongly respectable favorites. You know, one of my biggest problems was you know going to this in this tournament. Everybody's all over the U.S. women's national team, but nobody wants to basically give credit to the likes of Japan, the Netherlands, Brazil, France, Canada, you know, Sweden, just to name a few. I mean, everybody was just all over the U.S. as if they're the, they were the only team out there that's what that that's, that's worth you know talking about you know you know honestly now as, as far as canada goes it's a shame what happened because as we know canada recently won the gold at the 2020 olympics so for them to go from olympic gold medalist to completely shitting the bed in the group stage i mean that's a very very unfortunate set of circumstances for team canada but you know that's, I guess all I can say about that is, well, you know, it is what it is, right? Yeah, but you know, honestly, there's been so many, I'd say, very, really interesting moments. I mean, especially because Canada got obliterated by Australia, and Australia, you know, Sam Kerr, who picked up an injury, I think, before right before uh, Australia started playing. Now, now Sam Kerr was actually on the bench in the game against Canada, but she never came in. So I think right now. If with Sam Kerr, if Australia is playing it safe and they're getting her ready for the knockout stage, that's certainly the uh, that's certainly the smart way to the smart way to go, but you know, see how Australia actually suffered a shocking loss to Nigeria. I mean that was one thing. I mean then Colombia pulling off the upset against Germany. I mean you know and Portugal just you know earlier this morning, Portugal came this close, this close to eliminating the US women's national team. So it has been an interesting FIFA Women's World Cup. So when everybody says that the Women's World Cup is not worth following, I'm like, you know what? You might want to think again. Because I think the game, for the women, it is changing and it is getting better and better and better and better. And the best part is, at least, there are more competitive competitive, excuse me, competitive teams out there so everybody can just stop, you know, only giving credit to the USA. Because there's a lot of teams out there that have earned their respect. A lot of them. And this is coming from an American, y'all. I mean, for me... To be the American guy who's fed up with everybody only talking about the USA. I mean, come on, y'all. There's competition out there. Let's talk about everybody else as well. Let's not let's not blow off everybody else that has worked really hard. You know that have come. You know that have built around. You know to be in a competitive level. I mean, Japan, for example. I mean, Japan. You know the fact that they, they finished their group stage you with know, a perfect three and O. You know, you know, and on you know, you know, Japan, you'll know, never forget back in 2011 when they pulled off the <laughs> The opposite of the century, beating the USA in, in the World Cup final. Huh. Now, that was, that was something. And, you know, Japan, of course, you know, made it to the final four years later in that rematch. But then, you know, I think four years ago, I think they were knocked down in, in the round of 16. So, so Japan has been bouncing back. So, it's good to see Japan be on a competitive level again. And I really do believe they are legitimate contenders in, the, in, the, in this year's FIFA Women's World Cup. Same thing also goes for England. Now, of course, England last year won the... Uh, the women's uh, European Championship, which which was really really good. Now, as far as England goes, I mean, my my heart hurts that Fran Kirby, a player that I strongly strongly admire. I mean, unfortunately, she's not there. I mean, you know, she's been I think dealing with with another with another injury. It really breaks my heart to see Fran Kirby battle through so many injuries that's that's just caused her to miss out on on you know on on you know opportunities to represent her country and everything. But but Fran Kirby is always going to be one of my favorite players, one of my most... somebody I've really strongly admired. Fran Kirby, her skills are just absolutely incredible. But I think England's also out there as well. And of course, Sweden, the Netherlands, and um, of course, you know, me being French-American, you know, France is out there. But, um, you know, France starting off the tournament with a 0-0 draw against Jamaica, I mean, that was certainly a cause for concern, but they go from that to actually beating Brazil 2-1. But, you know, and of course, you know, speaking of Brazil, you know, Marta, another player that I strongly, strongly admire. I mean, you know, where she is, you know, right now, you know, she's more like a reserve player. But but it's it's still good to see Marta being there because while Marta is not starting, you know, at least she's still out there, you know, mentoring the other players, you know, you know, helping train alongside them. So it's good to see that the veteran players still have, still have, you know, a lot to offer. So, as far as France goes, it's very, very, very difficult to kind of be convinced now because of, there's other teams out there that have certainly outperformed France. You know, of course, you know, uh, Japan is one of them, of course, but you look at the uh, everything else, I mean, you know, you, you really never know how this tournament is going to go now. If the USA is knocked out in the round of 16... Believe it or not, that makes the tournament even more interesting because we're we we're, we're going to be crowning some new champions. On the USA, of course, they the uh, the two you know, the two-time defending champions, and of course, you know they want nothing more than to add an- another star to the jersey. But you know, right now, you know, honestly, you know, Carly Lloyd. I'm going to tell you, Carly Lloyd. Now, now she's a player, another player I strongly admire. I mean, a player that would not put up with all the bullshit you know involving the U.S. Women's National Team you know, over the last couple of years. You know, she's not putting up with all the political crap. You know, Carly Lloyd had you know certainly um, a very interesting choice of words. Now, I strongly encourage you to look up what she said because you know she's very very disappointed with how the, the USA performed against Portugal. I mean, you know the fact that Port you know Portugal should have you know all because it was it was a crossbar that saved the US women's national team. I mean, that's just honestly that that's nothing to be proud of. So I strongly recommend you look up what Carly, Carly Lloyd say, said because you know honestly I feel like you know honestly she spoke the truth. She spoke the gods' honest truth, and it's no surprise that people are mad at her because guess what? The truth hurts. <sighs> so we gotta kind of give a little bit more uh, clarity. So we a uh, part of the uh, knockout stage is actually set. So we got Switzerland versus Spain in the in the round of sixteen. Now the Netherlands, who won the group, uh, beating out the USA. Now they're playing the runners up of Group G. Now Japan is set to take on Norway. And the United States will take on the winner of Group G, which is very likely going to be Sweden. I think the Netherlands may take on Italy. Italy may finish finish as the runners up of Group uh, G, and then of course you know Italy got in, getting absolutely destroyed by Sweden five to zero, if I'm correct. You know you're, we're going to see Australia take on Denmark and England take on Nigeria. So, so as far as that goes, you know I, some of the groups are, have still not been settled. Now the Group H: Colombia, Germany, Morocco, and South Korea. You know, of course, you know know, Colombia and well, Colombia and Germany have already been basically they're already advancing to the knockout stage. Now it's just the group has the group has just not been uh, it's just not been set yet. So basically, I think you know right now Germany takes on South Korea in in about two days, as well as Morocco taking on Colombia. And Colombia pulling off again that miracle upset against Germany was just you know in such a brilliant fashion. I mean, the fact that you know. Germany equalized, you know, in the, in the closing minutes of the game, and then way deep into stoppage time, Colombia scores the game-winning goal. I mean, talk about being resilient, courageous, and just, you know, unwilling to give up. I mean, you got to give Colombia a lot of credit for that. So, yeah, so, so yeah. So basically looking at Group G now, as far as Group F goes now, Panama's been eliminated, and uh, France and Brazil are very likely to be the teams that may actually advance in the knockout stage. Now, France will play their final group game tomorrow morning against... Um, against panama while brazil will take on jamaica so honestly obviously from from the looks of it it looks as though france and brazil will like will honestly be advancing but as, as far how, how the, the the official results go we'll just have to wait and see so uh so now you know group e you know basically it has been wrapped up you know it seemed that the netherlands you know top the group you know and the usa finishing with one win and two two draws i mean you know, beating Vietnam three to zero, and then you know, drawing against the Netherlands and Portugal. I mean, that's very, very unacceptable, you know, for the USA. But you know, seeing how the team is just, you know, the team is just certainly not what it was four years ago. It's sure as hell not the team that we saw back in twenty fifteen. So, you no know, group D, England winning the group with a perfect three no record is no surprise as well. So, so you look at the true legitimate, the the true legitimate contenders. I think Australia is still out there, even though Australia suffered. A loss in Nigeria, but let's not forget that in the Men's World Cup, I mean, Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia. So, <laughs> yeah, so maybe maybe, maybe Australia—it's going to be a similar moment to them right now. So, I would imagine now Switzerland won their group, but you know, New Zealand—you know, not you know being one of the co-hosts—you know, not making out of the group—you know, that that's very very difficult for them now. Switzerland, I'm not really gonna. We'll just have to wait and see how things go, but I really believe that the. Legitimate contenders on Australia because you know they're the hosts, you know, and you know, if if Sam Kerr is coming back and if she's one hundred percent, then Australia can certainly be a legitimate threat. So right now with Australia, it's just right now it depends on how Sam Kerr is, but at the same time, let's not forget Sam Kerr cannot carry the team all by herself. So if Australia has a healthy Sam Kerr and if the team is playing effectively as a team, then yeah, Australia is a one hundred percent legitimate threat to win to win the title. So I think right now honestly the most legitimate contenders has to be Japan, England, the Netherlands as well as Sweden. So as far as Germany goes, Germany could very well be, but you know, right now we'll have to sit, wait and see how, how the group goes. Now Germany never forgetting back in 2015, you know, that semi-final against the USA, man, you know, what what a match that was, you know. I man, Germany, you know, getting that penalty then hope so well, I'll never forget what Hope Solo did. She stalled and played mind games with uh, with the German striker that was seeing the penalty. <laughs> one of the best moments, one of the best moments in the sport, right there. Not not just in women, not not just in women's football, but in, you know in, in World Cup history. Period. So, but not right now, honestly, <coughs> excuse me, Germany could you know very well be a legitimate threat. But the main ones I have right now are Sweden, the Netherlands, England, as well as Japan. So you know, of course, J- Japan would love would love to have a, a, another triumph, and Japan would love to be the third team in women's football to actually have more than one star on the jersey. So you know, of course, right now you look at you know the USA with four, and of course you know Germany with two, Japan with one, and I believe in 1995, I believe it was, I believe it was Norway, if I'm correct, I might be wrong, but let me see if I can look it up quickly. Oh, yeah, it's been it's been such a long time. Ah, uh, I was actually held in Sweden. Yep, it was Norway. Okay, yep, I was correct. Look at that. Yeah, Nor Norway winning it in 1995. So, but honestly, even better than that, if, if we could see a team that's ever won it before, you know, win it for the first time, that would actually be quite a story. So, so I'm sure that Australia and Sweden would love nothing more to win it, and of course England as well. And of course, for England being the defending women's uh, European champions. England, England would love nothing more than to do what the men connect can't do and and, and win the, the uh, win the World Cup so no, disres- no no meaning to be disrespectful right there but you know it, it, because you know the women you know the women winning the European Championship last year you know of course the year before the men's team came up short against Italy in the final. so if England wins if England manages to pull off the miracle of the century to and, and win the FIFA Women's World Cup I mean huh <laughs> That's not going to look too good on the men. So the men, they're, they're, they know that you know they're going to have to you know pick up. The, they're going to have to you know get their acts together. So, so right now I think out of Japan, England, the Netherlands, and uh, and Sweden, uh, honestly, to see out of out of those four, who is the, the strongest team? Honestly, I think right now because you know Eng- England was in a group with Denmark, China, and uh, and Haiti while Japan was, was was with Spain, Zambia and Costa Rica so it's really hard to be sure, but I think you know the Netherlands might might may actually be the strongest one out of all so so for the you know the Netherlands you know of course uh they won the the European women's championship back in 2017 so you know of course they went to the final you know four years ago and came up short losing two to zero so so from the looks of it you know any any of these teams you know these legitimate contenders any of them is certainly capable of pulling it off so so I think right now the fact that we're not sure who really is the he- the overwhelming favorite. I mean, that's what makes the tournament even more interesting. Because basically we're in a situation to where we can just buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride because we don't know what can happen. Anything can happen. And that's what makes the tournament very, very interesting. So, so right now we're just waiting up for the group stages to be wrapped up. So we have a full round of 16 preview. Honestly, right now, I think that, you know, it would not surprise me if Sweden easily eviscerated the uni- the USA. But, honestly, I think, you know, to see to see a, a new champion being crowned is actually going to be very, very exciting. But we'll have to wait and see how things go. Because, again, we don't know what to expect. All I can say is, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Ladies and gentlemen. Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. So please do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button and please be sure to hit the notification bell. That way, I know for sure that you will not be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. And one more thing. If you love football... Then please be sure to share out into the net FC with all of you, uh, with everybody out there that you know that loves the game. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen, and God bless.